Hello and welcome to Baby Movement's Birth to 24 Months. This is Michelle Turner from Movement Lesson. I work on babies around the world, teaching and helping parents and professionals learn how to help babies move. One of the biggest things is to learn how language starts so early and it does so through crying. Crying is a baby's language for needs, hunger, sleep, and comfort. And this is Super Baby Secret number seven. If you don't know what the Super Baby Secrets are, please go to 99superbabysecrets.com and download the PDF that goes with this. It's 99 Super Baby Secrets and it's yours free and it goes with this podcast. Crying is really important for a baby. Now we think of crying as I'm upset. You and I cry, there's usually a stress behind it that's creating this. If I'm hungry, I don't cry, right? But a baby is using crying. Now, crying is really important. Now, we've been covering breathing for a little bit here. Crying is really important to realize because it's the force from the inside of the body coming out is the one thing that needs to happen. Our force, our power, our stamina, all those things that we think about. But a baby is using this cry for needs, right? It needs something. So it's going to cry. It can't say, mom, you know, there's a cold one in the fridge. How about it? A baby will start to cry. Now, when a cry is restricted, then their needs are restricted, right? So I'm not saying the cried out method. I really wasn't that kind of a parent. That's up to you if you are. I didn't know back then because also with crying, again, when I say needs, comfort, it's medical. And I didn't realize how sick my child was about to become and its fussiness was a language to me that I wasn't picking up in that sense because I hate to say this, but nobody's really thinking that anything bad is going to happen to their baby. And it really shouldn't. But at the same time, we need to be more aware of what they're trying to say. That's why if you see more and more this colic really increasing, it's really taken for granted. And um, I would like to look at that a little bit more seriously because I think that might be telltales that something else might be going on. But when a child gets pretty fussy, it's sort of chalked up as colic. And I think that there should be better examinations done for the baby at that time just to look at the child. The other day I sent a child in for a three-month-old breastfed baby for constipation. And they were just told to do Miralax. There wasn't even a palpitation done of the intestines. You know, it could be just a minor hernia. And I just feel that more evaluations need to be done instead of fluffing it off. No offense, a breastfed baby, all it can be, really shouldn't be constipated. So there could be another reason and medical-based. There's lots of things that can go on with a child. And we're not open to it because we're parents. Also as parents, this is the one thing I find at Movement Lesson. Now I'm trying to help your baby move from day one. The first hour of birth, we can get going. We can start influencing your baby's movements doesn't matter if they've had trauma or they've had the best birth ever. Movement is movement. I'm not looking to diagnose a child. I'm not looking to find fault in a child. However, when there are deviations to development or deviations to a cry, we need to have our sixth sense up. However, I will say this. I don't know if it's hormones or whatever. Under six months of age, a parent is not looking to find fault with the baby. Even if there's dimorphic features, meaning let's say one ear is asymmetrical to the other ear, something sort of obvious that there's a midline interruption. 
oh, Uncle Charlie kind of looked like that. You know, we, we find, uh, I wouldn't say a comfort, not an excuse. Whereas if I asked what's wrong with your 15-year-old, did give me a laundry list. So under six months of age, you know, so parents like to brag. And I see this when I teach doctors because they might say, oh, has your child rolled, is your child rolling over? And rolling over might refer to and should refer to a constant left to right mobility, not a one-time thing off of a pillow. So a parent hears rolling over and the child might say rolled off of a pillow or off the side of a lap. Oh yes, my child rolls over. So that the physician's satisfied with that answer without talking further. So when I'm examining the pelvis, I can tell that this child's incapable of rolling over based off of, let's say, spinal movements or pelvic movements. So I'm trying to explain to the doctor, and the doctor's like, well, the parent just said they rolls over. And when I start asking it my way, you quickly find out it was a one-time fluke, or they can only roll from their stomach to their backs by flipping their heads. You know, it's not a rolling over. And, and that's where I start to troubleshoot or be like the Sherlock Holmes for babies, a cry really is important because, again, it's a language. So first of all, when the child or baby starts to cry, we have to start thinking more, what are their needs? And we usually say hungry or there's a diaper or something like that. They need to be clean. And usually it's a diaper first and then they get fed. As I used to say, they found a, they found broom at the end, so we have to give them more. But that cry is also just overtired. They need sleep. Um, they need some form of comfort. A baby doesn't have self-soothing techniques. A baby can't scratch their back. They can't uh, get an eyelash out of their eyes. They can't, there's no self-comfort, self-soothing. They can't even get themselves food. Whereas a baby horse quickly will mobilize themselves to their mother or to whatever to get fed. A baby can't do that. So that cry is really important. And you have to make sure your baby's capable of crying. That's number one. If your baby's had stress, especially NICU trauma or breath trauma, breath cry might not have set up for language. That language, that cry will start to get stronger and be able to be manipulated. And that's when we start going into more of a babble, right? But the cry will come first. So the cry is really important. I'm all for pacifiers. Sometimes they just need them. But just because your child just starts to go, eh, eh, don't necessarily block that message, that pathway. I'm not saying don't use a pacifier, don't use, you need to do what you need to do for your child. But I'm saying let them talk. A cry is not a stress. A cry will become a stress if their needs are not met. But that first cry, that on and off of, ah, you know, they're just playing with the strength of their voice. I'm talking about in the infant stage here. And then it starts becoming like, okay, nobody's listening to me. Ah, you know, I start to get louder and louder. That's how the cry starts to change. And it's within that, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, to ah, uh, into ah, uh, ah, uh, those kind of moments of cry that you start using your sixth sense of what your child's needs are. Now, the first thing you're going to look at is obviously the diaper. If the baby's wet or soiled, it's, it's, it's acidic and, and they don't find comfort in it. I don't think you would find comfort in it either. And that's the first thing to look for, especially if there's been a diaper. Even if you've just fed them, chances are they just need to complement that diaper or change the diaper with a quick feed, if not a full feed. 
So usually there's a combination there. When a child is in, in sleep and slumber, we'll start looking at the hours your baby's been asleep. And if they are woken from a wet diaper again, do they need to eat at that time? A newborn baby really shouldn't be sleeping through the night. They can, then also could be a sign of complications, but they need to feed. They need to feed every couple of hours. And, and that's something to work out with your pediatrician if you have concerns for that. Those are the things that you're looking for in your baby's cry. A cry is music to your ears for an infant to a baby. It's their first signs of life. It's their learning language. You know, think of a cry like a two-year-old. You know when a two-year-old starts those jokes and it doesn't make sense and they forget the punchline and they think they're just the funniest things on earth, right? But we have to start self-regulating. We, we have to start learning when not to interrupt people. We have to start learning all those fine skills. Crying is that same process, right? So don't look at your baby crying as instant, oh my gosh, what's wrong? Now a cry is saying, hey, get over here. And that's what you need to do. I wouldn't leave your baby alone. And that's why I'm not, especially for an infant until you know their cycles, that that crying it out and letting that happen. At That's this stage of the game when they're just infants. That cry is very important. It's a language. If they feel no one's coming to them too, they might shut down on the cry. Why cry if I'm not getting any attention to my needs? But at the same time, you know, it, it just could be medical. You really have to just stay on top of your baby when they're first born and make sure that everything is okay. I know you have lack of sleep and, and the hormones are kicking in for, for you and for your spouse. Even though your, your, the, your partner, your husband hasn't had a baby, there's still the lack of sleep going off of your hormones. This, our systems are off and, and the family needs to find its new comfort again, its new cycles. But let your baby cry, not forever, but enough for you to start learning their language. And then you'll start to say, oh, this cry is for going to the bathroom. There was a famous woman, um, she's since passed, but called the baby whisperer. And she could tell which cry meant, you know, I'm hungry, I need to be changed. But at the same time, when you're new, you're exhausted, that language will come in a little bit differently for your child, especially if they've suffered any kind of trauma at birth or they have a genetic condition. But again, sometimes you don't know what's going on with your child and you have to be open to everything. Enjoy your baby. Get the 99 Super Baby Secrets at 99superbabysecrets.com.